0: Good morning. Can everybody hear me? Good deal, good deal. Want to welcome everybody to Harvest. If this is your first time here, I I want to draw your attention to the front table that there's a book out there we'd like for you to have. Is just a gift of thanking you for coming to visit with us. Um, My name's Randy Boyd and, and I'm taking this mask off, sorry. Y'all are far enough away, I, I, I got to have the freedom to speak here, all right, so. But anyway, um, it is an honor and a privilege to be bringing the Word here tonight. What um, today, what we're going to be talking about is, is being persistent in prayer. Okay, um, let me ask you a question. Has anybody heard of, like, foxhole prayers? You know, those prayers where you get yourself in a, in a, in a, in a bind and you want to... Um, like, get God to move preferably in your way, right? God, if you'll help me do this, I promise I'll never do this again. And we kind of bargain with them. I bet we've all kind of done that in one aspect or another. You know, um, there's also times we pray whenever, you know, we ask for things that our heart's desire, right? And we ask we can actually not even know what to say. But we still pray for it, you know. There's so many different spectrums of prayer, and so many different times to pray. And I th- think a lot of times is we don't realize that all the times in our life are those times to pray, you know. And um, I like what Andrew Murray says about prayer. He says it is on prayer that the promises wait for their fulfillment, the kingdom for its coming, the glory of God for its full revelation. Jesus never taught his disciples how to preach, only how to pray. He did not speak much of what was needed to preach well, but much of praying well. To know how to speak to God is more than knowing how to speak to man. Not power with men, but power with God is the first thing. You know, I think that's real important. You know, um, I always thought that Jesus was would tell us especially through the lord's prayer we've all heard of that right about telling us how to pray and all of this i always took that as that's what i need to pray you know i've been times in my life where where it was like a real dry season for prayer so i just repeated that over and over and over again and i just felt like my prayer life was was just kind of dead and dry can anybody relate to that when you get caught in these seasons where you start catching yourself just repeating prayer over and over, the same thing? And it's like, I don't know what to pray for. But I think the most important thing is, is like, Jesus keeps telling us is to pray. You know, um, so we're going to be um, talking today in Luke 11. Just a little bit of brief, brief history about Luke 11. Luke writes, the, dis, writes about the disciples observing Jesus to pray, as was his custom. We all know that Jesus always went to prayer in many situations, almost every situation. You know, um, but you know, a request came for them to teach him how to pray afterwards. You know, you can look in the first part of Luke, but we're actually going to break it down a little bit later, because this is just kind of an introduction part. So I did, there's no slides on, on this or, or what I'm about to talk about, but I just want you guys just to kind of reflect you know, how your prayer life is. And, you know, maybe you can kind of relate to a lot of these things when Jesus starts talking about to the disciples how to pray, right? So they just stood there just drinking in the prayer that he was praying because it was so powerful. You know, they just, they were just astonished and amazed at the power of his prayer. You know, um. There's something about watching Jesus that made them to want to learn how to pray as Jesus did. You know, um, you know, there was something magnetic about his prayer life to the disciples. You know, it showed like a connection to the Father. You know, it showed his dependence on God for, for his substance of life. You know, um... And as with the disciples, we need Jesus to teach us how to pray, you know. Because a lot of times, you know, we have these foxhole prayers. We have these times we might be praying these repetition prayers. But are we praying according to Scripture? You know, that's always a question for me. You know, am I praying according to Scripture? And a lot of times, I may not know that answer. I'm glad we have the Holy Spirit to intercede for us, right? You know, um, prayer is so simple that the smallest child can pray. You know, it's not real hard to pray. You know, I think that we make it hard, definitely. We get caught up in trying to make it sound right, or trying to make it fit right, or trying to make it impress people how good I can pray. You know, i got to use the right words. You know, i got to say all the thou's this and that in the right places and cross all the cross all the t's and dot all the i's because it needs to sound good but now is that prayer who is it pleasing who's it to that's to me it's not to god you know i think prayer is a communication that we need to have between us and the father right that is our direct communication line with the father so to me prayer is like very essential it's one of the most essential Parts of, of, of the Christian walk is prayer. You know, um, most directly in their request, they didn't ask how to pray because they saw how he prayed, but they asked him to teach them to pray. You know, there's a big difference. You know, I always thought that, that, that the, um, the Lord's... Um, prayer was like a model and I need to pray like that. And in a sense it is, but there's certain things that I'm going to talk about here in just a minute that talks about, you know, um, that talks about how Jesus is teaching us to pray. All right. um, If you want to go ahead and bring the next slide up. All right. How to pray. I use a little acrostic. It helps me just to kind of Focus and something simple that I can I can um, that I can um, remember that helps me teach me how to pray. And we're going to go through and kind of discuss the Lord's Prayer and different parts of it real briefly before we get into the to the sermon. And well, I guess we already are, but anyway, um, the P is for praise. You know, whenever Jesus says pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. How would be their name? How would be their name? You know, he's saying, our Father, it's up there, and how sovereign and how powerful and how above your name is above anything. So he's giving God all the praise. He's giving God all the reverence. You know, he's he's saying, it's you where I get my power from. It's you that gives me the substance of life. It's like, Father, I'm here. The next thing is to Repent. You know, I think, and that kind of postures us for a way to receive what God is doing with that, that constant communication. You know, we need to, to repent. We need to say, hey, I, God, I am sorry. I've, I've missed the mark this week. I need to consciously say that. He likes to hear me repent. You know, because he, he says this, that if, we, if we repent, he's faithful and just, right? And he will cleanse us of all our inequities, right? That's in John 1, 9. Right, but um and the A ask for the needs of others or for my needs. Give us your daily bread and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. So I'm asking him for what I need. I need to be a living, walking example of Christ Jesus. So how what do I need in order to do that? I believe in a in a thing and, and and ask not, receive not. You know, I've, I've always learned in my prayer life, you know, there was a time in my prayer life where, I bet you can relate to this, you better not pray for patience because you're sure going to get it. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that or use that? Absolutely. But you know, today my prayer life is very different. I ask for patience because I know that's what I need. I ask for God to change my heart on that, to be patient. Which patience means long suffering. How can I be that example where I can take on those sufferings of others and be patient with them and offer grace, forgiveness, and mercy? You know, if I don't ask for that, I don't believe I'll get it. That's just me. You know, um and then yield. Yield myself to God's will. You know, um the kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven, for thine is the kingdom. And the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, so he is not telling them to repeat these words. He's saying, This is how you pray. He's giving them instructions on those basic elements of prayer that I think helps us to yield ourselves so the Holy Spirit can work in us. You know, um, we're going to be open up your Bibles to Luke 11 5 through 10. We're going to go ahead and start in. All right, and after the first part of Luke, Luke um, 1 through 5, this is basically what he went through was the Lord's Prayer and teaching them how to pray, right? You know, but there are three major elements, emphasis, that, that Jesus demonstrates about the importance of prayer in Luke 11. Number one is to pray, all right? Number two is to pray with boldness and persistence. Be persistent in prayer. To pray, and number three is to pray with childlike confidence. You know, to pray and and, and expecting for God's will to be done. You know, um, so he says, Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me for a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and say, Don't bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed, and I cannot get up and give you anything. How many has ever been that person behind the door whenever someone comes to you and asks for something, and you just really don't want to do it? Man, it's three o'clock. Why are you calling me? Anybody ever been there? I've done that. I've been that person behind the door that just wasn't willing, didn't want to do anything, right? So, um, but just think, put yourself in the other the other man's shoes. So you you're on. You you come from a long journey. You get home. And all of a sudden, right as you're walking in, you're taking in all your bags, and your luggage, and it's chaos. You're getting kids together and all this, and all of a sudden you get this knock on the door. Doot, 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 doot. And it's your neighbor. Man, you got a cup of sugar? Yeah? (laughs) I want to stop what I'm doing and give it to you? (laughs) Hey, y'all get my point. It's kind of like that. Man, I'm already in bed. I've got my pajamas on. It's too late for that. I've got a ton of excuses not to be obedient to God when He asks of me. You know, we, we can come up with tons of excuses. That's the easiest thing we can do in life, right? Prayer protects us from those excuses. It helps us to yield our will to God's and to be a good neighbor. You know, without that intercession of the Holy Spirit, you know, and walking in Christ, I don't think it's possible to have that heart. You know what? It's late. What do you need? I'll give you anything you want. You know? But you shut the door, and all of a sudden you get back, you grab that other. Oops. I'll clean that up afterwards. (laughs) Well, see, they're getting really persistent and knocking with force this time. See, that's what happens, right? So they knock harder this time. And, um, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, gosh, man. You go back, what do you want? Man, I really need for you a cup of sugar. I've got people that came in. I need to, I, I don't have anything for them. It's too late. The stores are closed. Can you help me? All right. Here. At least now you're leaving me alone. But I tell you. Though even he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. You know, that's kind of like with those requests to, to God. He says, be persistent in prayer. Pray always. Never cease praying. He says, um, you notice the guy's not asking for a want He's not, having, he's not asking the neighbor for just something he wants. He's asking for something he needs, right? I think a lot of times when we pray, we'll ask God for things we want, and we don't really think about what we really need here. And usually when I'm praying like that, I'm not praying, yielding myself to God's will and saying, your will be done. I'm like, God, if you'll move in this way, <laughs> I promise I'll make it worth it, you know? And a lot of times I do that without even thinking about it. But he says, I, So I say to you, it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So Jesus teaches to pray with boldness and pray with Persistence. So so the boldness he's talking about is ask directly what you need. Don't sugarcoat it. God, I need these people to, to just act in a way to where I can handle them and be patient. No. God, I need patience. Change my heart. Be bold with your prayers. Ask for what you need. A lot of times we'll ask for what we want and think that's what we need, but sometimes we get real confused on those two. You know? So yet, because of his persistence, the man will rise and give him as many loaves as he needed. It took a lot of boldness for that man to come to his neighbor's door at 2 a.m. in the morning to knock and say, Hey, I need a cup of sugar. The man had, I'm sure he knew that the lights are off, I'm already asleep. But yet, God says, Come to me. I'm always present that communication line's always open. You see, there's a difference in, in, in where our heart should be if we're following Christ. And prayer is that direct communication that helps us yield ourselves to the Spirit and God's will for us. You know, um, So you know, the guy came so real shameless, shamelessly in the middle of the night. Nevertheless, he really wanted and needed the bread. Yes, he did want it, because he knew he needed it, right? So things we want sometimes can be things that we need. So Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I like that word supplication. What does that mean? To make a humble entreaty, especially when you're praying to God, as to ask for earnestly and humbly to appeal to, to beg, to beseech, to besiege, to entreat, to implore, petition, solicit, and to pray. So he's saying praying with all supplication. Make your prayers real, directly, what you need, what you're asking for. And you make them to God. So God often waits for our passionate persistence in prayer. It isn't that God is reluctant and needs to be persuaded to act on our behalf. But what he does wait for is our persistence doesn't change God. It changes us. It changes our heart. Developing us in a heart of, of passion for what God wants. 1 Thessalonians 4.16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, in everything give thanks. It didn't say for everything, it said in everything. How can I give thanks in the darkest of times? It says real clearly, in Christ Jesus. How do we get in Christ Jesus? Sometimes it's posturing ourselves in prayer to be there and receive the Holy Spirit. So Romans 12.12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. What does being constant in prayer look like? Do you think that every five minutes you have to kneel down, stop, and do this, you know, those religious posturings that supposedly are supposed to help you get to God? Is that what it's talking about? Am I just religiously repeating the Lord's Prayer, hoping that that's just magically pff, spitting out those unwanted desires to God, right? No. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. But I think how we pray is important. Luke 22 42 through 44, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. This is when when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, he's fervently praying. We all know this, how, how, how hard he's praying, right? Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Now, an angel from heaven appeared to him in strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. How many's prayed that fervently? I don't I can't imagine what that's like, being anguished and and so postured for God's will to be done, even though it's really not what you want. God help me. God, your will, not mine. How many has ever been in one of those hard situations? Anybody ever raised teenagers? <laughs> God, if you don't help me, I'm going to just smack them. <laughs> you know, you get those points where you're just... <sighs> the hardest thing to do sometimes when you're praying is say, God, just keep me out of the way. Let your will be done. Let the teenagers learn what they need to and keep me out of the way. See, that's what I need. My heart needed to change. See, because when I'm in that trying to control a teenager, it's chaos. It never happens. But whenever I changed my heart and allowed them to make their own mistakes and I prayed for them, I was able to be joyful in their sufferings, right? Not my own. But, you know, of course, you see your kids... Hurting, and and you, you want to pray for that, absolutely. So Jesus also teaches us to pray with childlike confidence. So I asked you, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Now suppose one of your father is asked by a son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How many has ever had a kid come to you, your child, and, Daddy, can I I have a sucker? Dad, Dad, can I have a sucker? They want it, right? How long does it take you before you cave? (laughs) You know, it's hard sometimes to not give in to those things, right? But how many wants to give good gifts to your children? Well, son, you're not going to have this sixth sucker today because you need teeth. Right? So sometimes those answers are no. That can be the the best gift we can give sometimes is that answer of no. Because if I'm postured where I want just what I want, then I might should have gotten no, and yet I'm trying to invent a yes. How many's ever gotten through something you thought you really wanted, and afterwards you're like, thank goodness that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm glad that God didn't answer that one. I think we've all had those situations to where we see where God was working regardless of what we wanted. You know we are told to keep on asking, seeking, and knocking. All three verbs are continuous, right? They're 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 action verbs. You know they mean to keep doing this without stopping, without ever ceasing. Jesus is not speaking of single activities, but those that are persistent. These descriptions speak of an earnestness and an intensity. All too often, our prayers are merely just just wishes cast up to heaven. I wish this would happen. I wish that I would get a million dollars so I can be apathetic and not work. That's a wish. (laughs) A wish for things that probably wouldn't do any good because I know me, once I'm not working... The million dollars would be gone in a year because I'd be traveling the world, having fun, and then all of a sudden, it's very clear that that wasn't God's will for me. How many has been in that, that place where you saw your will got you in that foxhole and you're reaching out to God, God, please help me? I remember the most lowest part of my life where I felt like everything was crashing in on me. And life was just full of just brokenness and sadness and remorse and regret. And I remember I cried out to God, dear Jesus, please help me. That's all I could say. And in my suffering, Jesus reached down and gave me grace and gave me mercy, gave me forgiveness and it was that point that my prayer life hasn't been the same since. I went from praying from what I wanted to what I needed because that's all I knew to pray for in the Holy Spirit. And I'm standing here today telling you that that was the most precious prayer that was ever answered in my life when I prayed, Dear God, help me. And he was there. And he's faithful. That's one thing that it says in Scripture that if anything we ask in Jesus' names, he will hear and he will give us that desire of our heart. But there's so many times that my heart is not in Christ Jesus. And so that's what that's telling me if I ask a prayer, or if I cast a wish up to heaven that's not in the Spirit or in Christ Jesus. And the answer's probably going to be no. Now I'm taking that. It doesn't say that, but I'm 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 just telling me I'm just going by what this tells me that if I'm in Christ Jesus, if I'm in Christ Jesus, anything that I want, my heart's desire, it will be given. See, that's why it's important to be constant in prayer. Because there's so many distractions in this life and so many things that we deal with. How many have seen so many changes in 2020? It's like you just don't know what to pray for because you don't know what's next. But you know, even in the midst of a pandemic, God is faithful and He answers prayers. Sometimes it may take 10 years, or it may take 10 months, or it may take 10 minutes or a half a second. But when it's God's will, he'll answer that, if it was according to his will, or if we were, if I, we were postured and asked him from a posture of being in the Spirit or in Christ. You know, um, if we ever doubt God's desire to pour out his Spirit, the problem is our receiving, not God's desire to give. Because his greatest desire is to bless us and to give us salvation through Christ Jesus. His desire is for every person on this planet to be saved and be obedient to him and choose him as their salvation. That's God's desire. You know, and if we are truly on board with that, that mission of God, why wouldn't we want to share that with everyone? Why wouldn't we be waiting for that neighbor to knock at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, here, whatever you need, I'll give it to you. I'll help you. But yet there's so many times that my heart is not where it needs to be. You know, so Jesus teaches the most essential things about prayer. Number one is to pray. Be constant in prayer. Never cease praying. Always pray. Always posture yourself in a posture of prayer. You know, this is a practice. You know, this is nothing that we're born with. It's nothing that we wake up one day and say, hey, I know how to pray this way. No, it's a discipline. We have to discipline ourselves to pray. We have to stop this acrostic I gave you. It just gives me... A way to help discipline me, help draw me back in to remind me that I need to rely on God for this, right? The next thing, to pray with boldness and persistence. That means pray for what I need and don't stop. God, I know I'm failing terribly at being patient with my teenagers, but Lord, help me. And every time it comes up again, Lord, help me. Comes up again, Lord help me, because with teenagers it comes up every five minutes at least, right? Or whatever it is that's, that's giving us that pull in life that wants to pull us away from the Spirit. It can be many things, especially this year. So many things, so many things in our life. You know, the Internet, these cell phones, all of these things that, yes, we say make life so easier. But does it? Is it a distraction in my prayer life? Yes, sometimes it is. God, help me to get this cell phone out of my prayer life. That's bold. That's asking God exactly what I need. Now, He don't want me to just do it once because a cell phone's gonna ring again, (laughs) right? God, help me get this cell phone out of my life. This is a distraction. To pray with childlike confidence to know that if we pray in the Spirit, God will hear from wherever He's at and He's everywhere. We can't go from Him anywhere. We can pray with childlike confidence that God hears our prayers, that if it's His will, He will answer every time He's faithful to that. You know, so I want you to just remember the most important discipline we have is what he was teaching the disciples is to pray but when you pray pray in a manner that helps you posture yourself to where it's a direct link with God the Father you know that Holy Spirit has to intercede for us especially in those times that whenever we're in a lot of grief or we're in a lot of distress we're just got so many things on our plate we don't know what to do but God will be there. He will offer you peace. He will give you joy in, in that trouble of yours because he's with you. See, knowing that God is with you and connecting to God on that level, that you trust that he's with you and he will hear and he will answer your prayers, that gives you a joy through any tribulation, through any trial. You can go through the hardest of times and still be prayerful for heart and thanking God and praising Him for the goodness of His faithfulness. You know, the one thing that we never do enough is just stop and open that communication line up. Have you ever been talking to someone on the phone and you're talking to them and they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. you're like are you listening to me oh what'd you say (laughs) well see god always hears he can double task i can't i need that phone out of the way if i'm gonna listen to you or to anybody else that's just the way i i I, there's too many noises so prayer is a time to get rid of all those distractions all of those things And ask for what we need. But most importantly, pray. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, that we want to exalt your name. Your name is sovereign. Your name's holy. God, your name's above all problems or all distresses. And there may be people in here today that has burden. God, you're above that. God, I want you to forgive us whenever we fall short. Lord of whenever we keep falling for that distraction that takes us out of your presence, whatever it might be. God, I pray that you give me wisdom and give me discernment, Lord, to where I always know your will and what it is for me. And God, give me that trust to yield to your will and not mine. God, we ask for these things in your name. Amen. All right, I think um, if Paul's going to come up here and lead us through um, lead us through um, communion. You I did, didn't I? You're welcome, Here, Do you need this? No, I'm good. All right. Um,